At a time of heightened awareness of racial injustice, there are emerging opportunities for business leaders to make a positive difference. Find out how top leadership can build bridges to promote racial equity. Listen to episode 182 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of growth. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And sitting right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It's a pleasure to join you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And as always, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders and their companies to accelerate themselves to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. Pam, as we're recording this episode, there is a strong surge in awareness of racial injustice all over our country. And this includes an intensified focus on the forces of systemic racism in businesses of all kinds and sizes. There's so much work to do to address this issue, and we've raised this before in several of our previous episodes of Growth Igniters Radio. But in addition to being a moral and ethical imperative, there's also a business case for doing this. Yes, and today we're focusing on a promising emerging trend that can be a real game changer for companies to reach their full potential at a time of unprecedented challenges. And that is that there are more top business leaders who are building bridges of understanding to promote racial equity in their organizations. Excellent. And to talk about this with us, we are pleased to have as our guest, Executive Leadership Coach, Dr. Gail Hayes. She's a race relations consultant, speaker, award-winning book author, and media personality who's internationally recognized as a communicator who ignites the atmosphere with contagious enthusiasm and a passion for purpose. She's been called a conduit and bridge between races, genders, generations, and political parties because of her unique ability to paint pictures with words to promote understanding between communities. She currently serves on the Advisory Council of the American Diversity Report and enjoys helping organizations create new ways of doing business in today's changing culture. You can read so much more about Dr. Gail Hayes by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 182, and scroll down to her bio. Gail, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Well, thank you, Pam and Scott. Thank you for having me as your guest. I am very honored to be here. Well, we're honored to have you too. And what we want to do is start out first with making sure we're all talking about the same thing. Because one of the things that we've been noticing is that the whole idea of racial equity and equality gets bandied about, and we believe they're not the same thing. I think it's so important for us all to be clear on the language. What do you see as the difference? Wow. 
Um, equity is like raising the bar. It's like, okay, how are we going to do business? Equality is looking straight across the table at someone and saying, I know that they're equal and I've got to treat them as such. Mm-hmm. To me, um, when you have equity, you're building something still to me. That's just mm-hmm. me, how I see it. Equality is being able to already be there. It's almost like we have some people who are helping to build the building and some people who are already in the building telling you if there's a shift, if that makes any sense. So equity is a matter of justice and fairness, and equality is we're all the same. Absolutely. Okay. And it's an outcome, too. It equity is. is. It is. And a process in its own way. With that as a backdrop, thinking about the crisis of the pandemic, businesses are struggling to survive. I mean, there is so much going on. Yes. Why is now the time for top leadership to make promoting racial equity a high priority? When you say equity, again, it's about building. Mm-hmm. Whether we as leaders uh, want to accept it or not, it is a time of shift, a time of change. And with that, I will say this. I preface what I always say. Um, I didn't come to offend, but to inform. Here's the deal. It's almost like the shift that we're in now is like two, we have Teutonic plates yeah. and they're shifting and it's an earthquake. And there are those of us who have always lived with the shift. And there, there are those of us who are people of color. We're accustomed to shifting. So I'm saying to the majority at this point, this shift is uncomfortable. It's making you nervous. But if you want to survive the shift, come with us. Link arms with us Mm -hmm. because we know the way. So you've got to value that place, if you will, of people who are different, who have a different paradigm. And I like to say to leaders, you got to come out of your ivory tower and you have frontline employees, um, team leaders and mid-level managers who see the world through different eyes than you do. And if you want to survive this shift, you've got to get their input because they know the way, because they're down there building. I know that you are the visionary and you got to see what's out front, but the land has changed because the Teutonic plates have shifted. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense. It does. And in fact, that's why we see it as a game changing kind of issue, because The fact is that we're dealing with situations out there that we've never seen before. Who better to provide top leadership with new directions for how to address something than people who've lived in a very different experience? We all need to come together. Absolutely. So, Gail, there's an increasing number of articles, news stories, and commentaries about the growing need for racial justice and equity. It's in Harvard Business Review. It's in Fast Company. It's all over the place. With all this discussion about racial equity and social justice and systemic racism, there are lots of well-intended people out there. Yet, how can even the most sophisticated companies and leaders still have blind spots? How is that possible? You know, we're all creatures of habit, Scott. <laughs> and we are we get really comfortable in, in our own space. Okay, it's like it's like if you have a disease. You don't go to the hospital just to hang around with the doctors. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you get sick, you don't do that. You go because you need to go. Correct? Yep. So what's happening now is, you know, we're at home. We're having fun. We're doing, living our lives. And all of a sudden, boom, stuff happens. We, we start feeling sick. We got to go to the hospital. So that means we have to get in, in, immersed in the medical culture. It's the same thing. We got to, and that medical culture gets you well and sends you back out to your life, but they are still a part of your life and you have to honor what they bring. It's pretty much like, that's the the thing I can think of off the top of my head. And it's it's like some places we don't want to go, 
but we're going to have to go there so we can stay healthy. You see what I mean? Yeah. We got to go and get a checkup. We got to get healthy. We have to honor what they bring. It's the same with what's going on now. Your listeners are mo- probably most senior executives or, and they've got to understand they're in a totally different place than their frontline employees. You've got to get that input in order for you to execute a new vision. In other words, it is time for you to create a new normal, a new mm-hmm. universe. And this time is going to give you that. You've got to be creative. You've got to be responsive because things are not the same. But think about it. The possibilities are endless if you get new voices. That's true. And the thing is that with culture, so frequently it's like ask a fish how the water is and the fish will say, what water, right? <laughs> culture exactly. is, we're not always, a, we don't always know Right. What we don't know. So the issue is, it's a lot of work to create those bridges. It's a commitment. So let's make sure that we're very clear. In the face of this changing culture that we're talking about, what are the top benefits of having that commitment to building bridges to promote racial equity? Well, I want to say this. Scott used the term well-intentioned. Yeah. Well-intentioned people uh, may have well good intentions, but they don't always ask people what they need. Just because your intentions are good, those just mean that they're right. You have to oh. ask. See, that's that's where we get into what people call privilege, because you just assume that you know what will make everything better, and you don't. And that's why it's so important to build a bridge. You must ask the the bridge builders. There are people who can build bridges for you, but you believe that you know already what the bridge is supposed to be made of or whatever it looks like, and you may choose the wrong stuff because you didn't ask mm-hmm. the questions. And so asking Make sure intentions, really good intentions, as opposed to well-intended intention. Those are my intentions. They're well. No, good intentions are intentions that when you get input from people who have to walk across that bridge with you. And that's really what has been missing is that decisions are made without the necessary information to build a solid bridge, the solid bridges that we need. That's why it's so important that as senior executives, as leaders, we ask our team Let me tell you what, when you ask the question and you really listen, you'd be amazed at some of the problems that you would, that are going to be solved just from a simple tip from somebody on the front line who sees the world through different eyes. And that's what this is about. These, these bridges that we're building have to be built, not just from senior management, but you have to have your team, even the frontline team help you build the bridge. You'd be amazed. They'll they'll save you some money too, because they'll see things that you don't see. (laughs) So the more that we're talking with each other and seeing things with fresh eyes, eyes wide open, I think you say, uh, the more we're going to be able to be successful. It's going to be a worthwhile effort. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Dr. Gail Hayes about how we can keep our eyes wide open as we are building bridges to promote racial equity. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. As always, we focus on enabling visionary C-suite leaders to accelerate momentum for game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. To everyone listening, welcome. 
We're glad you joined us, whether it's because you're a subscriber or you just found us wherever you pick up your podcasts. But there's a special reason to visit growthignitersradio.com. This is the only way you can access all of the previous podcast episodes from now going on over six years. Yeah. And it's also the only place you can find unique show notes, biographies, and resource links specifically related to each of our podcast episodes. Subscribe today by going to growthignitersradio.com. Click on sign up now. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Dr. Gail Hayes, executive leadership coach, race relations consultant, speaker, and award-winning book author. Gail, how can people find out more about you and your work? Well, they can visit me at handleyourbusinessgirl.com okay. <laughs> or, or find me anywhere on the web, just at Dr. Gail Hayes on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Gail Hayes. And just, you know what? I tell people, just Google me. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and she is. She is. <laughs> uh, you can also see links to this conversation and more resources by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 182, and scrolling down to resources. Gail, before the break, we were talking about taking a different approach to building the bridge to promote racial equity. And it starts, you said, with keeping your eyes wide open and looking at things in a different way. One of the things that I know is too many people think about this whole issue and they say, well, you know, we're, we're doing a diversity program. Look at those numbers. Look at these programs. Look at these numbers. But that isn't really how you would go about doing this, is it? Well, let me tell you, you, you stepped right into something in front of me and I'm thinking, should I go in there with Pam? I'm going to go with it. So many times you have people, it's like a bum rush right now for diversity and inclusion, you know, and oh, and by the way, we got to include race in that. So it's like people want to check off a block just to say they've done it, uh-huh. but you have to change the whole culture. Exactly. Yeah. You cannot just have this little 90 minute thing and think it's going to be done. You've got to have follow up. You've got to change the culture. And that culture starts at the top. The mm-hmm. languaging. You know, this is what I say. This is one of my, fa- my, my quotes. And I say, what you think you'll believe in your heart will come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. What you think you will believe in your heart will come out of your mouth. And people have to know, people listen to what you say and they can tell what you believe because of what you say. And so as leaders, we have to watch what we say. And it's time for us to change the languaging. I'm going to tell you something. I really strongly believe in this, uh, Scott and Pam, is that we are the only part of creation that has a power of speech. Our words are so powerful. And those are building blocks for culture, are watching what we say and how we say it, changing the languaging and not only changing the language, but listen. Let me give you an example. My daughter is very big on social media. She's my social media director. And when all this happened, when we had the um, George Floyd thing happen, you know, she had fr- she has friends all over the world and almost almost all of her friends are, are white. And they were like, OK, we're going to fight for you. We're really, really going to. And my daughter stopped them all and said this. And this is what the key is for leaders. She stopped them. She said, I think that's wonderful that you want to you know, be involved in this in this cause but you can't fight for me. That automatically says that you're superior to me. How about if you fight with me? 
You see how big of a difference that one word made in that yep. sentence? Yes. That goes back to the intention that you talked about, Scott. Yep. The intentions. And they said, oh, fight with me. Ask me what kind of... Ask me what kind of weapons you need. Ask me how we're going to go into warfare together. Ask me how you're going to be my Conrad in arts. Ask me what I need. And that's really has been the missing component to all of this. People just assuming they know what other people feel and how they see things. Watch as a leader, you've got to change that narrative. And that's so true because, of course, culture is shaped at the, well, it starts at the top. It's Absolutely. all the way through the organization and around yeah. it. Yeah. But we're starting with people who need to own how they express things and what we reinforce. Yeah. And so back to Pam's point, it's more than just diversity, getting more people of color in the door. Mm-hmm. It's also giving them the opportunities they need coming from where they're coming from to reach their full potential. Right. And you can't just throw anything at them. Yeah. Let's quickly get a black person over here. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. We got to get a Hispanic person. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, let me tell you what. There's nothing worse than being the token. That's what we call it. Yeah. There's nothing worse than being a token. And you know you're a token coming in the door because people look down their noses at you. They And they say, well, why are you over there by yourself? Well, you know, people can sense when they're not really welcome and they're just put in a place just as a placeholder. Let's get real. You don't offer them opportunities. You have They're left out of things. It's just it's just a whole whole cultural kind of a thing that goes on. And those are biases. There's so many of them. But, you know, even something simple like we say the micro affirmations, I tr- just simple. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. It's a real simple process. I always say, whatever you put out into the universe, it's going to either do one of two things. It's going to hit you in the chest with a sledgehammer or touch your heart. Uh-huh. It's going to come back. It's going to come back to you. So think about this. How would you like to be treated? It's just as simple. And if you don't know, ask. So that's one part of it. The other piece, of course, is looking at how many ways that racism shows up. Yeah. You know, the systemic racism. And it has to do with you first have to discover how many ways it does show up. I was reading an article in Fast Company where Jeff Bezos had decided that Amazon was no longer going to sell a software called Recognition to law enforcement officers due to the efforts of Joy Bulamwini. And she discovered that facial recognition software from a variety of vendors didn't actually recognize people aside from maybe white men that well. Right. And so what happens is there are so many ways. My point is there are so many ways that this shows up. And in the conversations that you have with people, do you help them to look at that too? Absolutely. But it takes more than one conversation, you know? So we have so many things that are embedded in us. And I, I think I go, when people meet me, they immediately, I kind of shake or, or or shatter some of their images of quote unquote black women. You know, they, they immediately ex- expect, number one, I'm just going to tell you the truth about this. We talk about politics. They expect I'm a Democrat. I am a black Democrat uh, and I am sitting on the front row of a black church. They they have all these things in their mind about me. When they find out all of them are not true, they're, they're visibly shaken and they're intrigued. That's why we have to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know, we have these automatic things that we assume about people that are not always true. And we don't stop to find out if they are true. And that, you know, that goes both ways. 
Well, that's true. We make so many assumptions about mm-hmm. who people are, but also how many ways things get embedded into how we do things. We don't even think about it having to do with everything, including our hiring, of course, but also looking at the types of vendors that we bring in, sure. how we go about our, our process for that. I mean, it shows up in ways that we don't think about. So you, you, the points that you're making are so important and being willing to talk about things and to clear away the biases. Yeah, even when it's not comfortable. Oh, see, and that's the thing, Scott. People are not comfortable. And I tell people, like, for instance, somebody asked me very recently about, okay, well, we can help. We want to help um, reshape the culture. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on this big circle of people, and they're all talking about they're doing diversity and inclusion, and they're all white. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm the only black in this big group of these quote-unquote experts, and all of these white people are going into corporations because people are comfortable with their own people. And I'm thinking, but you're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to get any new information if all your diversity and inclusion people are white people. Get someone who can speak your language, who understands your language, and they happen to be black or they happen to be another ethnicity. I'm just being yeah. real. That's an important point. <laughs> so so uh, you were telling me before this recording session about the uh, courses that you even teach and how you go about helping people to open their eyes wider. Yes, um, I have a a training called Eyes Wide Open, Racial Bias in the Workplace, where I talk about uh, different things. And that course is online. So I would love for organizations to be able to take the course. And I was sharing with you how I see things. Now, this is a this is probably a little different than most people see things, but I truly believe we need to learn to work together. So this course has been put together. It's my content. But and then I at the beginning of the course, I'm speaking on video saying, hi, welcome to the course, blah, 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 blah. But then the next thing you see is the instructor and it's a white female. And you might say, what? Well, I know that every time she teaches my material, she's going to learn something. And it's time for us to come together to teach this. It's my material and I'm partnering with someone who's white because we need to be seen working together to solve this problem. It's not going to be all white people solving it, all black people solving it. We have to come together. And so my marketing team was like, what? I said, no, no, no. I need this to happen. And I gave them the hierarchy. I gave them the list of how, what kind of instructors I wanted. I said, because somebody's got to go out there on the bridge and say, okay, here's the olive branch. Here's what I'm willing to do to play my role in this coming together. And even if I'm not comfortable with it, but I am comfortable with it. I like to make people uncomfortable about uncomfortable subjects because that's the only way we're going to get to what we need. I'm comfortable with a white woman teaching this racial um, bias training because she'll be able to see things in herself that perhaps she had never seen before. And we can have a totally different dialogue every time that it happens. There's something new that's going to be discovered and she's going to see things in herself. It goes back to building bridges and looking at things with different eyes, a different way of doing things. And the more that top leadership can positively shape cultural transformation by building bridges like this, the more likely it is that these concepts will come alive. The way the top leadership can do that is they've got to be willing to listen to someone who may not look like them. You probably got to get somebody like me who's not in your organization, who can see objectively what the issues are, who really has a heart to help you. Okay, well, we're going to talk about that more after the break. And when we come back, we're going to speak more with Dr. Gail Hayes about immediately useful tips for how you can build bridges to promote racial equity in your company. Stay with us. 
You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. Does this sound like you? You're a visionary CEO or C-suite leader of an established company, and you want to leave a lasting legacy of good in the world. You also want your company to be the disruptor and not the disrupted, and you have a need for speed. But in the constantly shifting business environment, there are so many new twists and turns we've never seen before. How can you and your organization take full advantage of every opportunity faster? That's where we come in. As strategic growth advisors, we specialize in guiding our clients through the critical leadership conversations that come with navigating through uncharted and ambiguous territory. Our clients have told us that we've been able to help them frame their challenges in unexpected ways that has enabled them to quickly get to the heart of complex issues. This has led to breakthrough decisions about strategy that have enabled them to accelerate momentum for top and bottom line growth worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Find out how we can help you and your leadership team take full advantage of all of your opportunities faster. Take the first step by contacting us today at businessadvance.com. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with race relations consultant and speaker Dr. Gail Hayes about how leaders can promote racial equity and in the process promote game-changing results for their organizations. Gail, remind us again, how can people find out about you and your work? Yes, my website is handleyourbusinessgirl.com handleyourbusinessgirl.com, all one word, and then at Dr. Gail Hayes. Just Google me and you'll find me all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all, and LinkedIn. I'm there. Ubiquitous. (laughs) (laughs) That's the word for the day. Absolutely, is the rest of it. And uh, again, you can see more uh, about Dr. Gail Hayes on growthignitersradio.com. Just go to episode 182, scroll down into the resources area. You'll see all kinds of links from this conversation. So Gail, before the break, we were talking about those eyes being wide open. You were talking about the importance of people working together black, white, all different colors to promote bridges for racial equity. Let's make this very tangible. So as soon as somebody is done listening, they'll say, hey, I have to do this. Let's take these tips one at a time. What is something that would be immediately useful for a new conversation as they're discovering that maybe the situation in their company is not what they thought it was. Wow. That's heavy. Isn't um, it? It is heavy. Okay. But you, you know, they have to really be engaged on this one because one of the first things that I would ask, and it may be hard to hear is this, give me a situation where you felt that you were racially discriminated against. Tell mm. me what happened. What words were used? Mm-hmm. You've got to have examples of what's going on presently in the company. And you've got to be able to listen. We're not doing it to beat anybody up. We're not doing it for them to point fingers. They can even make an anonymous, ask for anonymous situations to point things out. Because that's, that's the only way you're going to really know what's going on is to ask the questions and then be, a, be willing to take a look at what they said. 
without wincing, without saying, oh, I can't believe this is happening. Yes, it is. It's happening. You got people of all ethnicities working together. You got some stuff going on. So it's it's all in. And then it's about changing the languaging. I know at the end of my course, Eyes Wide Open, I have a, a list of quotes that I'm going to provide with people, people who do it, who take the course to to um, team leaders and managers that they can use those quotes and there'll be there'll be tips under those quotes to help reinforce the new culture that they're creating. And you can't just give the training and say, oh, we've done it. Check it. You've got to change the culture. Help, helping people use those what you call micro affirmations, just acts of kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's one thing. I have a list of videos that I'm getting ready to put out. One of them is five things you don't say to a black person. Now, you say, oh, my God, Gail. But there are things that are said to us and people have no idea that they're offensive. One of them in, in point is um, I don't see color. And I've heard leaders say this. We have a colorblind uh, society here. And I'm thinking, ah, that is so <laughs> not right. Yeah. And no, the only people that have an excuse for saying that are people who are legally blind. <laughs> okay. That's it. I mean, because other than that, you do see color. And you usually only say that to black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only say that. You don't say that when you're talking about a bunch of white people. You don't say, oh, I don't see color. You only say that to us, which indicates to us. That at some point in our relationship, we're going to have to deal with our color with you when you say Mm. you don't see it because you've chosen to put it on the table. Pretty much uh, pretty soon you're going to pick it back up and there's going to be something that you're going to say or do instead of saying, "Okay, look, here's some things that I've heard that happens to black people. Can you enlighten me and just be quiet? Ask an open ended question. Don't say, has it happened to you? Say, can you enlighten me? You'd be amazed at the information that you get. Oh, that's that's terrific. Now, that five things not to say to black people. Are we going to be able to get a link to that so we can send listeners I over? I will. It's, it's, it's five different videos. And okay. I've already put the first one out on social media, the one that I just shared with you. I don't see color. Well, let's talk about a, an immediately useful idea. You, we've talked about joint problem solving. Okay. So what is something that someone can do starting right now to actually kick that off? Uh, what I said, ask the questions. Yeah. Ask open-ended questions. That's no, that's one thing. And then actually listen and take notes because you're going to forget most of what they say. Okay. Yeah. And then you ask them after you've asked the question and enlighten me, then you ask them, if you were in my position, how would you solve that? Ah. Okay. You put it back on them to get the information that you need. That way they have ownership of the process. Mm-hmm. So many times we don't give people ownership of a process and they say, oh, nothing's going to happen yeah. because they don't think they've been heard. And that's really what this is about asking the right questions, listening, and then letting them know that you heard them and let them know that they're going to they're gonna call on you to help with the smooth the transition with this. You're going to have ownership of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And feedback so that they know that you actually did hear. Right. Take right. notes or yeah. whatever and read it back to them and say, I want to make sure I have it correct. Yep. Uh, and then then say, okay, you know, I got this from you. I know you wanted to do it, you know, incognito. You don't want anybody to know, but I'm going to I'm going to take this and look. And then you're going to find out when you do that, there's going to be several people who are saying the same thing. And then you're going to have to decide how you're going to isolate that issue as a leader. Yes. This is a huge undertaking. I mean, building yeah. any bridge yes. is a huge undertaking. Gail, we're at the end of this episode. This is such a fascinating conversation. There's so much more. This is just the beginning. Are there final thoughts you want to leave us with for now about how top leadership can build bridges to promote racial equity? Look for your bridge builders. They are there. Ask questions. Tell them what you want to do. Don't 
have do things in secrecy because what you do in the dark, as the old, old people used to say where I'm from, will come to the light. <laughs> you, that's what, And that's a true story. If you want to build a new bridge, you say, I need bridge builders. I need people who really have a passion for this and who are unafraid to talk. There will be no repercussions. We need real answers from real people who are with us. Are you with us? Gail, you've given us a lot to think about and to do. We really appreciate having you being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you so much for honoring me. Uh, Both you and Scott have been amazing, Pam. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Gail. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, share on social media, read Dr. Gale's bio and the episode transcript, or open a conversation with us, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 182. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to discuss with your team. What is one thing that we can start to do differently or better working together that can build bridges to promote racial equity in our company. Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.